Happy Monday. Happy Monday. That is a nice shirt. For those that aren't watching, Grace has on the OG Idiot Runner shirt. It's a very popular um what's the what's the kind of t-shirt called, Grace? It's a it's a kind of know. t-shirt. Yeah, you do. It's like anyway. a super soft blend and it says Tri Blend. Tri Blend. Yes. So Fancy. many so many people love that shirt. It's a good one. It's another reason why you should tune in live so you can see what Grace is wearing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great reason. And yeah. to see if Eric is smiling. He's always smiling. <laughs> Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Grace, I'm feeling tired, and I think mm -hmm. you'll agree. It's good to just sit here and talk on episode 20. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Eric Idiot Runner Kosek. And I'm Grace Hot Pants Langheim. Eric is all business in the front of the pack, and I am all about the party in the back. That's right. Business up front and party in the back. Together, we are the Running Mullet. And we are going to talk about every aspect of running, the podium to the DNF and everything in between. If you are a runner, this show is for you. Now sit back, get out your foam roller, and enjoy the party. We are not teenagers anymore. This is we're twenty now. <laughs> Correct. That's Episode crazy. Twenty. I can't that's, believe it. Yeah, that's like uh, a lot of weeks. Yeah. Five. We, weeks. we got on the Badwater page. Yeah, Badwater posted our episode with Kaylee from last week. That's like Bad. Cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Badwater is like one of the biggest races in the U.S. I mean, yeah. Come on, and they Absolutely. they spread the word. I wonder if anybody that we don't know actually watched us or tuned in or listened to us. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to check it out and let you know what the numbers look like. But I thought that was pretty phenomenal of a thing. Absolutely. How you feeling? Grace, I'm I feel like I'm more tired. Like, like I ran 41 miles on Saturday. <laughs> like you. 42 and a half. Thanks for clarifying that. That's you. Then that should be clarified. I didn't. I ran like 19 and a half, but yeah. Man, I I've only been clarify trying. that because you insist that uh, a, a route in your backyard is 4.1 miles, and it is not, sir. It is not 4.1 miles. It has never been 4.1 miles. I it bet you were cut. Listen, you probably cut the corners off. I'm. I don't. I don't. No, I don't it's wheel more it. More than that. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, it's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Thank you, Fair. Joshua. It's idiot math. This yeah. is. You know how there's ultra math that's called idiot math. Oh, it's only four point one miles. It's not. Is that what I sounded like? Is that what it sounds like? That's exactly. That's exactly how I. <laughs> Wait. Like so, this. what did you have? What was every loop on your little watchy watch? Uh, four point. It, it was around 4.2, 4.18, right around there. Oh, the drama. Oh, my gosh. You poor thing. Yeah. I was ready to do nine loops, and then I had to do a tenth loop. Whatever. Yeah. And speaking of that, you still got done well under the 12-hour mark, which you Not didn't well think under, you could like do. Ten minutes under. Whatever. Ten minutes is ten minutes. Yeah. You, you did a whole extra loop in the time you thought you could do nine yeah. loops, right? Yeah. Yo, 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 Chad Brown. So, 
stinker math, whatever, whatever. I don't, not to make people complain this time about it. I mean, that, I uh, no, that's all I heard about was it's definitely not 4.1 miles. So what we're talking about is the idiot runner event, the escapade uh -huh. that happened on Saturday, right? Uh -huh. Supposed to be a 60 K from what I'm hearing. I don't know. I never Googled it. I think a 60 K is like 37.8 miles. So if you do the math, the loop's supposed to be 4.1. And if you do that nine times, then it's just short of a 60K. Well, nobody likes being short on a race. Like, at least I don't. If it's 100K, it should be 100K or really, really close to it. So why not do one more loop and get some bonus mileage to confirm that it's over um, the 60K mark? Well, and then, then, then we have you just... Wah, wah, wah. So hear me out. Go. All right. All right. So here, your yard, you claim that it's only 4.1 miles. And I love that the race director, not race director, event director. Yeah. I love that the event director is like, eh, I didn't really do the math. Because I'll tell you what the math is. 60K <laughs> is 37.28 miles. Got that? 37.28. Put that okay. in your noggin. Writing it down. 37.28. Yep. You know how much 4.17 miles times nine is? Nine loops. I bet, I bet you have the answer. 37.53. So if what? you do a 4.17 mile loop nine times, you are guaranteed to get a 60K. Guaranteed. I would argue that guaranteed, Mark, because watches are different. And I'm I don't. Right Though right <laughs> <laughs> if you if you were to get it that close, I would still be worried about numbers being that close. Right I don't, I don't want. Wrong. It's four point one seven. All right. Well, I don't want anybody going home short short uh, their miles. So that's why we did. So it. let's and just go over by you know four and a half miles. Precisely. Yeah. Got it. Gabe Batdorf, the the winner of the whole event, uh, he 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 said bonus miles are the best. I mean, come on, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's two sides to this. I really do. But I yes, had a good day. I had a really was, good day. It was. A what good was day. what was um, some of your highlights of the day? My highlights of the day. My highlight of the, like one of the biggest things about these events, these get-togethers for me, are the amount of PRs that are usually broken because of the loop type format. We all know it's that kind of format is kind seems to be set up easier to to get um, you know your own personal records and and reach reach new heights and, and I don't know why but it seems like there's always a ton I didn't add them up or count them up how many people got PRs on the day whether it's mileage PRs or elevation gain PRs but I I was hearing it all over about how it was, it was a PR so that's probably my biggest highlight. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's low pressure, which is really helpful. Yeah. Sometimes these big events get uh, get uh, too big. <laughs> Matthew Smith said a trail 50K is 28 to 34 miles, right? Accurate. I it is. swear. I've done a 27-mile 50K and I've done a 35-mile 50K. Yeah. No, I know. And there's nothing wrong with it. Let's face no. it. When you're doing trails, it's... I'm still, I'm still right, but... 
course, of course. <laughs> but the beauty of the this this whole complaint that you're having is, hey, you better expect it if you're coming to an idiot runner event. There's not, it's not going to be. I mean, at least we had a day's notice that it was going to be ten loops instead of nine. So I had like a, a whole twenty four hours to figure it out. Right. Yes, you you are correct. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody had fun. I don't know if there were many complaints. We had a, a total of twenty three out of believe 70 people humans actually started on saturday and 23 completed the 41 plus oh, miles about that. um but yeah, many many people that no many people that didn't do the the full you know uh 10 loops didn't weren't even planning on doing it from the beginning which is totally fine right. and many many of them are the ones that got the prs which is amazing so that's the other thing like yeah it's, it, there's a set distance just like any race that's put on but you certainly don't have to come here um expecting to be pressured to do that i mean i'm always going to get on you to do one more lap but yeah you know? I, you know what i actually heard um more than one person say that their goal was, and they took, it was people taking it very seriously saying that, you know, I, I've had a couple of rough runs. I've, you know, I'm usually in a negative mindset or whatever that is. And my goal is to stay in a positive mindset and have fun today. And they didn't mean it jokingly, like, oh, I'm just here to have fun. But seriously, they were like, no, I, I really need to have just a fun race um, and to have that experience. And they, and they did everybody who I talked to had that, that goal had that. And that's, I think the beauty of, um, these kind of fat ass style races is you can have a goal like that, not just a mileage goal or a time goal, but just like, man, I want to go out there and make some friends and have fun. And, and you can also have that happen. So that was something that stood out to me on Saturday. Yeah. And the other great thing you said highlights that stand out to me is there's always there seems to be always a handful of people that come to my event and I'm sure other races, too. But my event and they tell me about it. They're like this. This event reignited my fire. You know, it's people that might not you know, they're not going for the win or anything. They're just trying to to find their fun back in in running for one reason or another. They've gotten out of it. And there were several people. Joshua Buck, who's on here right now, commenting, yeah. he was—he's one of them. He doubled his PR distance, or his distance PR. Mm -hmm. um, Neil Hunsinger was here. It, he hopefully he's he's going to get back into it. So it's kind of cool to um, to see that side of it to to hopefully um, make people excited about trail running again. Mm -hmm. Not that the, I'm we're doing anything different than races are here. I really don't. I mean, it's my event, so I'm kind of partial to it. But yeah. Like you said, I think that low key kind of you don't have to freak out about it and get all tense about it. And the fact that it's loops, like I said, if it even when you're dead tired, it seems like there's somebody for one always in my backyard that's willing to go walk a, one more four mile loop with you. So yeah. like if you're in the middle of a 50K and you get tired, well, your only option is to DNF, you know. Uh, yeah. If you're if you're really feeling cruddy, well, here you can sit down for a minute, think about it. There's going to be people encouraging you to keep going, and if you don't, that's fine. But if you do, heck, anybody can walk a four mile loop, even if they they've already run thirty four miles, whatever it may be. You know? Yeah, yeah. And Chris did that. He went out. Uh, yeah. And did some some extra loops. That was really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Jessica Baddorf had said, is that who we made spam for? Yes, you made spam for me. Thank you very much for my spam. 
Damn. This, it is one of the delicious treats that I've, I took two pieces of grilled cheese and I put a piece of spam in between it and it was delicious. We Gave used me. to make spam dillas, quesadillas with spam. I had some before and they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we got to get back to that. And, you know, speaking of Jessica Vatdorf and her, her husband, Gabe won the event, but she came uh -huh. and helped at the aid station and her, her kids, they have, they, they have awesome. a son and a daughter. They literally ran the aid station, like cooking on the grill, refilling the soda cups. It was so much help. And it's mm -hmm. really cool to see kids enjoying that volunteering part of things. So thank you hugely to them. Yeah, it was it was a fun family event. And I, I've been a little, um, I don't know, maybe like questioning. There's some some newer races that are coming out right now that are like, incredibly, they've got like really cool websites and everything. And I have a race coming up in August Slopeside Slumber Party. And I just wanted to be like a fun family atmosphere event. And, and sometimes I get like, man, maybe I should should I make things look a little more professional corporate? And then I remember like, you, you don't have to, I think you can have that and have a good time, but you don't have to have that and have a good time. And so Saturday made me feel a little bit better because I'm, I, I'm just not that it's just not me. And I think those are great races too. Um, but I'm definitely a little more, a little more relaxed. I, I saw your blankets. They look amazing. Thank you. Yeah. They're a nice, nice, uh, lightweight blanket. I'm, I am now I'm, I'm done with uh trail camp and done doing a big run at your place. So now I get to freak out for the next five weeks about <laughs> race directing. And then the week after that is my, um, Baker 50 miler. So a week after the slumber party. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's going to be a busy couple of weeks. It's been a really busy summer. Let me tell you about one of the other, my highlight. I had quite a few highlights out of Saturday. Here's one of them. Love it. <laughs> uh, so I was, um, I was coming around, uh, coming around the, uh, the, the yard loop and coming around the yard loop. And then this woman was kind of um, coming up right next to me and, and I moved over so that she could get ahead of me. And she said, Oh, are you Grace? And I said, Yeah, I'm 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 Grace. She said, from the running mullet. And I said, Yeah, that's me. And she says, Oh, you're you're so great. I love listening to the podcast and you have uh such a great voice for podcasting. And that Eric, he's terrible. No, she is she didn't say that right. <laughs> But she did say, you know, you have a really great voice for podcasting and everything. I was just like, wow, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I said, what's your name? She's like, she's a porn. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you. And I got really intense really quickly. And she just- Did like, you say it like that? Like, I wow. I, I was like, I love you. You're amazing. And, and she ran away from me. I think. She was super <laughs> nice and talked to me later on, but I think I, I might've come on a little, a little strong, but it, it was- um, I mean, I very much, she is just this huge 
ultra running resume and has done a a ton of big races. And I think that's one of the cool things about some of these, um, whether you're in a smaller race or a bigger race is you really get to meet some of the people you look up to. And, and she's somebody who I've been wanting to meet for a long time. And the only reason why she got to come is because, uh, Vermont was unfortunately canceled. Um, Vermont's going through some, some, uh, ter- they went through some terrible flooding yep. and, um, but it's so cool that I got to run with her and I ended up running with her for like five whole minutes. And, um, that's another, for me, that's very cool being at the back of the pack. And it's a cool thing about these types of courses, the looped course, uh, you know, you and Rhoda Smoker, I, I gotta mention Rhoda Smoker cause Rhoda was there. She won and it. She was the first female. She, of course she won it. Yeah. She wanted, she was done like five hours before me. <laughs> she had, a, she got a shower. She had took a nap. She had a beer. Um, but she, you two were taking down flagging and I like for a whole, I think seven seconds ran with the two of you. It, I was exhausted by the end of it. And thankfully it was flat, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was really um, cool to, to uh, run with you and Rhoda for like a hot second and any other race I would see you before and I would see you after if you're able to stick around long enough, which usually you do Rhoda does. Um, but, but that's it. I wouldn't get to see you during the race at all. And I love looped races for that course. Yeah, I, I agree. I completely agree. And I think that's, what's magical about the loop races. I mean, mm-hmm. you have a, a, a front of the packer front of the mullet and back of the mullet that, that normally wouldn't talk much at all at a, at a regular race, whether it's a 10 K or 50 K or a hundred miler. I don't think, I mean, I mean, there's always after party. And we're all, we're all friends, but yeah, the interaction is, is right there and in your face type of thing. So it is very cool. And going back to Sophorn. Yeah. Like she decided to come up here less than two days before the event. Now, yes, she was prepared for, for a long ultra, but that's the other thing I love about some of these people that sign up for this stuff. We, I had enough drop out, but I was like, come on, you know, come on up. If anybody wants to, at this point, we have a couple spots. I think I can park it. And she was like, you know, you still have any room for me? I'm like, oh, I think I know who you are. Of course I have room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she is very, she's a very strong runner. And she, uh, yeah. she's, she's one of those people that runs with a smile all the time and uh, is a good example of somebody to look up to and a good example of who this, who the sport is, you know? Yeah. True that, yo. True that, yo. So, yeah, there was, um, I, let's see, Gabe and Trevor Fye fought it out for first and second male. Which they ran together pretty much the whole time, right? I always saw them um, either together or on each other's heels and just smiling and uh, saying hello every time. The many times I got lapped <laughs> every single time. Hey, Grace, how you doing? I was like, yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks, Gabe. <laughs> Love yeah, the they, they ran together to, to the for the until the last loop, and then they pretty much uh, said it's anybody's race. Whoever can get to the finish first after the yeah. big hill, so yeah, pretty cool awesome. stuff. That was, but yeah, it was, it was a good day. day. Yeah, I'm exhausted. It's always sad for me. I'm sure it's sad for any race director the day after. But man, do I take it rough? Like everybody's here that mm-hmm. pretends to be my friend, and then the next day they're all gone, and it's like quiet. And all I have to do is clean up their garbage. 
Yeah. <laughs> and look forward to, are you already looking forward to the next one? Oh, heck yeah. And I'm actually like, I don't, let me ask you this. Do you think now the next one is a mystery 24 plus hour race? Okay. Right. In the dead of winter, yeah. we're going back to a little more of the hardcore, the way 88 runner uh, event types started. Do you think I should, do you think it would be smart to make a, make it almost like a two, um, event type day maybe have a four hour or six hour event for some and then have 24 for others uh, i mean what what do you think the benefit is because i i don't um, want to scare people i don't want to scare people away I, well you definitely do scare people away every time you show your face so there's yeah, that. there's that. I know that that I can't get rid of. It's always going to be a given. But the 24 hour event, like I still want people to come, even if they can only do three hours of it. it just because it's 24 yeah. hours doesn't mean you have to gut yourself for it per se. But yeah. maybe giving almost a shorter carrot to chase after wouldn't scare so many away. And I mean, I'm not saying I can take that many as it is because it's winter time. But it's yeah. just a thought I had today. Yeah, and I think um, I think sometimes people do get that impression that they have to do you know the sixty k or whatever it is, and then and then they all message me, and I'm like, no, seriously, you can just run back and forth in his driveway, and he doesn't care. He just, yeah, Eric just wants to be surrounded by people who are happy. That's it. And, That's right. <laughs> and uh, and it's uh, a lot less intimidating, I think, than um, sometimes it seems like on paper. Yeah. So uh, that might be a good idea. Maybe, maybe bill it as a choose your own adventure. That'd be super fun. Mm -hmm. But um, 24 hour, I'm in for 24 hours. I love the long stuff. It's definitely going to be a, a um, different course, just so you know. So shh, it's a secret. Uh, I won't tell anybody. What's okay. the course? Shh, I can't tell you. Okay. I think we're on air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. It will be. Hopefully it's super cold. I mean, this one on Saturday, before we get away from it, like, it's funny because, you know, I named these events. Obviously, I want the summer one to be super hot. So I've gone with Sizzling and Toasty and all right. kinds of fun names for them. But it, I think it lived up to its name pretty well. It's not like we had a cool 70 degree day. It was pretty humid mm -hmm. and sweltering out there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, I thought it was a good day. It was hot, but there was a little bit of a breeze at the field, which was nice. And total, we saw there was two rattlesnakes on the course uh -huh. and one or two bears, maybe. I have no idea. So I, um, the night before I attempted to put away my contacts and realized that I had no contact lens solution. And then, <laughs> and so I found my spare contacts and said, oh, well, I can just toss these because I have a spare pair. And I got up in the morning and I opened up my right side spare pair and um, there was no contact lens in there. <laughs> and I have attempted to run with only one contact lens before and it did not go well. I've never attempted to, but the time that that happened, I was running Belmont 50K and I had my glasses, so I ran with my glasses instead. I did not have my glasses. I couldn't see a damn thing the whole time. Just everything looked the same. I remember at one point seeing like a purple vertical streak, and I figured out it was Julia. Like, I, <laughs> I, 
like everything just it all looked the same and uh i i just had to lift my legs up really high and hope that i didn't trip i didn't fall i did stumble quite a few times uh but i managed to not fall it definitely slowed me down yeah yeah there's i mean a couple people fell um i think trevor fi fell and emily fell but you didn't fall at all with your blurry vision no i slowed down yeah. You know, I think, and this is something that I wanted to ask you about today, um, has, I, I, I heard a runner say this one time on a podcast they had said, and I might've said that here before, but it's worth saying again, and that's, it's not about trying to prevent all the bad things from happening. And I think this applies, especially to ultras, you know, your hundred K plus distance. It's not about preventing all the bad things from happening. It's what's your attitude going to be and what are you going to do when something bad does happen and not bad, but unexpected, like how are you going to manage through it? And that determines what kind of runner you're going to be and what kind of finisher you're going to be. And so I, you know, I, I don't always have a good attitude. I will preface it with that. I've, I've certainly gone down the negative route sometimes, but I didn't have, I couldn't see, and I thought, well, this is a good opportunity for me to take it slow on my downhills and not burn up, right? And not uh, smash my knees. So I, I, I wanted to ask you about that. Have you had an, a similar experience where something like that happens that you can, that can blow up your day and you can say, well, ah, you know, screw it. I can't see, I'm not going to have a good day and it can sour your mood. And certainly I've done that with other scenarios. Have you had a scenario where you were able to flip it positive? I mean, the only thing I'm thinking of is when I have a really bad low in an ultra and that's not, I need to practice that more of saying, okay, I just, here's the problem. I instead of whining and being Mr. Grumpy pants, you know, mm -hmm. let's, let me work through this problem. Uh, Courtney DeWalter, who we're going to talk about in a minute, she said she always says that a lot. You know, she likes mm -hmm. the the problem solving type things. I'm trying to think of something like you though, like a headlamp malfunction, malfunction, or shoe malfunction um, that I wasn't prepared for, especially on a longer type run. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but you're right. I mean, especially for you with the the contact thing. It's not something that happened 30 miles in and you only had 10 miles left. It happened well, yeah. at the in beginning. The morning. Yeah, in yeah. the morning. So you have two options. You say, oh, I guess I can't do it this year or, you know, deal with it, obviously, and, and, and work through it however you can. And that's what you did. Boy, I'm trying to think of something catastrophic or not catastrophic, but something really bad that that that. I worked through the only thing I can think of is like rain that I wasn't expecting, uh, you mm. know, black, black forest last year was a good example. I, the weather kept, I like anybody will tell you that was running black forest. I think the weather black forest hundred K is a midnight start and mm. everybody's watching the weather right up to it. Cause it said kind of rainy at the start, but everything was saying like by 1230, it was done, I think, or something like that. Or even by 11, before the race even started, this, this cell was supposed to be out of there. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it rained until it got light the following morning and not just rained poured. So like mm -hmm. the weather was a hundred percent wrong. 
and there's nothing, I mean, it's always hundreds. Most of the time, it seems like it's hundreds <laughs> wrong, right? Um, but it, I was not prepared for it. I had a jacket, a, a windbreaker slash rain repellent jacket that held up mm-hmm. for about a mile. Um, yeah. But from that point on, after the race started, it was like, okay, it's got to stop at any point. It's got to stop at any point. And it literally didn't stop till 7 a.m. the next morning. Wow. And I know p- other people, probably runners on here, will agree with what I'm saying. It it was it was horrible. And it was cold. And it was windy up on top of the ridges, but mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared for that. Every, the weather was saying you're going to have a pretty jolly day after this little cell gets through here, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I just grinded my teeth and was soaking wet. And I'm the type of um, my body works where like I get cold fast. I have the problem yeah. with, with my numb. What, uh, what's the rain odds. Thank you. Rain odds. I have rain odds and it gets worse every year with age. I deal yeah. with it and that's fine. But when I start to get cold on a run, the right. only possible way that I can control it after that point is I have to run harder and keep that heart rate up. Yeah. Not the best plan as far as running an ultra, yeah. I know, but that's what I had to do. And it worked for me. I mean, I, I had a great day. I had a magical day by myself for mm-hmm. however long it took me for that race. And I don't, that was the only way I could stay warm. I was soaking wet. Everything was soaking wet. And so that was, mm-hmm. that's my example, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a great example too, because I think that, I think that to some extent, and I, I do this with some of my athletes as they're coming on to, especially like the hundred mile distance is we might just brainstorm a couple of scenarios and say, what are you going to do if this happens? What are you going to do if this happens? What are you going to do if this happens? And you just try to problem solve that stuff ahead of time because when you're in the race, typically we're not very good at problem solving, (laughs) you know, especially those longer distances. So I think it is something that's helpful to think about is like, what are you going to do if it gets really cold? Oh, well, I know what works for me. And that is, I need to run hard to get my body temperature back up because I know I have rain odds and I know it, it crushes me. So I don't know. I think that's a great example. Yeah. And I mean, anybody that has rain odds, it's, yeah, it's, you can still, obviously you can still run without your hands, but yeah. you can't, you can't open your bottles. You can't open snacks. Yeah. You can't do anything. Cause there's no feeling there. I mean, you can, you know, you can cut your finger off with a knife and then you're not going to feel anything. Yeah. So I had to keep that tingling there and force them mm-hmm. to stay to, to keep that blood flowing. Yeah. So yeah, it's good it's stuff. Good. And you're yeah. right. I mean, you should always, especially us as coaches too, I guess we should always think about all that stuff that could go wrong and assume it's going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a good practice coming into a race is just to list out what are all the things that can go wrong. One of the things that could go wrong is your crew gets a flat and they're not going to be at your aid station. Right. True. Yep. So list out all the things that can go wrong. And then even then there's going to be something that pops up on that list that you didn't think of. So in that moment, your only choice is how am I going to manage it? You know? And I think if you can manage it in a positive way, you have this, um, this uh, much bigger chance of finishing, you know? So I don't know. I think that's good advice. You mentioned Courtney hard rock was hard rock was so cool to follow. Yeah. I mean, I was the day before my event. So I was kind of torn between excitement of here and excitement of following 
uh, that little map showing her running with the other girl for quite a while and then her little dot getting farther away and obviously yeah. her setting the course record. Yeah. It's incredible, Grace. Like, I don't, I just saw somebody else post something yesterday or it was on some Facebook post about like, how is ESPN not covering something like what she just did? You know, it's yeah. beyond, I, I just think it's going to be so long until somebody does something like this again. It's, Crazy. it's cool that, it's cool that we get to watch it and be here for it. I think it's that big. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just, it'll be a carrot set for some other crazy ultra athlete that'll do it in a few years, but I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think, um, I think she's set a very high bar and she's having fun doing it. And I think that's the other cool thing to watch is she's really enjoying herself. So anybody who doesn't know Courtney DeWalter, look it up, look her up. Um, she just set the course record for um, recently set the course record for Western States and then turned around and set the course record for Hard Rock. Uh, three weeks three, later. Three yeah. weeks later, uh, which are two incredibly difficult courses. And I think on top of that, not only are they difficult courses, but they tend to have a very strong showing of competition. And uh, that was something I I heard uh, this podcast talking about that, uh, you know, ultra running is one of these unique scenarios where we don't have like a filter where you end up with all the competition at one race. Um, but I think there are a few races where people end up at and that's Western States, it's UTMB, it's Hard Rock. The competition is very fierce at those races and um, it's impressive. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't know anybody else personally that, that ran hard rock to give any more coverage on it. I'm sure everybody on here that <clears throat> listened to it or cares about it knows what the results were, but obviously yeah. the biggest news in, in the, that end of the world is Courtney. Yeah. Some really strong women. Um, Annie Hughes, she was in there, uh, quite a few others. Uh, and not only that, but, uh, Courtney placed fourth overall. So she beat some very strong, um, yeah. male runners, Avery Collins, uh, finally ran hard rock. He hasn't run it, which is surprising because he lives in that area. So, well, he lives in his van last night. No, no, no. I think he bought a house. I don't know. I mean, that, that's, that's bit worth noting for Western States too, is how many amazing male ultra runners that woman beat. Right. It's so, it's, so when we look at the competition, I think, you know, you look at the, the, uh, women runners she beat, but also look at the male runners she beat. She beat both of them in, uh, just a, a really strong competition. So yeah, she's inspiring. Who else inspires you, Eric? You, oh, you, thanks, Eric. everybody that was here Saturday inspires me. No, I, I do. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a fanboy of of all the big people. I am. I'm a fan yeah. of Courtney because I've known Courtney, not known her. I know who she is for a while. Um, you met her in person, didn't you? I met her in person at Tahoe 200. Wow, so um, cool. She's just. She's just like the best example for my kids and me and my wife of you know who to what to try to be as a runner and as a human, and right. I think that's why everybody loves her and. It just adds to what she does. I'm sure she's an animal when she's out on a race course. I really do believe yeah. she probably is, but she's still a good human and does a good job. Yeah. And I think the sport attracts people like that. And so one of the, you know, one of the, it's a double-edged sword. You bring in somebody like an ESPN and you make the sport really big. And then you bring in all the big sponsors and then, 
Um, you know, the next thing you know, they want to change the race format and only allow in certain people. And then it becomes like other sports um, where only only the most elite can be at a particular event. And I think that's very different from what we have right now. And if you change the format of it and you make it less uh, less inclusive and less about community, would it attract the same people? Would Courtney even want to do a sport like that? You know, that's a good, that's a good, very good point. You make a very good point. I don't give you credit very much, but that's a good point. I know it is. Can you write that down, please? No, Thank it you. is. You, and you, you are, you are right. That's why we, I think we, a lot of us love what we do here is it's a, a close, it's a little small niche family type of thing. Even the yeah. races themselves, the bigger races and stuff. Yeah. There's sponsors and things like that. And they're still elite runners who get the notoriety they deserve. But but you're right. It's it's probably a really good thing that there's that that kind of cap that um, should yeah. probably stay there. Maybe. Yeah, I don't want I don't want big corporations to get a hold of it and bastardize it. But I do think that Courtney DeWalter is the kind of person who I think other women and men and everybody in between should be looking up to because she is so inspiring and so genuine. So um, I think from the perspective of she should have more coverage because she's such an awesome person and inspiring. Absolutely. Um, as long as we can keep big corporations yeah. out of it, yeah. <laughs> out of the mix. <laughs> and I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't we'll know. see. We'll, we'll see. Have to keep running in people's backyards. People like her keep doing the things they're doing. It's going to gain attention, more attention. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's face it. I, I would think. I don't know. We need but, more people like you, Eric. Ooh, I don't know about that statement. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know if Becky would agree with that statement. I'm not really sure. That's a strong one there. <laughs> we definitely need more Beckys. <laughs> oh, yes, we do. And Rhodas and Graces. Hey, yeah. before we end this show, I want to take a, a hard U-turn, left turn, right turn. Let's do it. I want to, and we've talked this before, but I have theories and I need to go over it with you. I want other people to think about this. Ooh, got it. I, I need to talk about nipples. Okay. I'm so glad we're going back to this time. I know it, it, it nah. was bound to happen. So here's my problem is, and Mike Shutt, who ran my event on Saturday, we went for a fun run on mm -hmm. Sunday morning around the lake, just to shake out with a couple other idiot runners. And I, I realized he has the same problem as I do as as he, as he ages, I guess, or, you know, as he's into running more, he tends to get chafed nipples more often. Now, Grace, stay with me here. I know you have magic nipples. I know they, they're magical and they don't really chafe, but I don't what, know any women who get chafed nipples. Literally. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's part of the problem. And then. So, we get pretty detailed about our problems, but I've never heard that. So here's, listen, hear me out though. So when I first got into running in 2015-ish, I was pretty hardcore. I did marathons. I, I worked my way up to 50Ks and stuff. And nipple chafing was never an issue. And I always thought it wasn't an issue for me because I have a hairy chest. I'll show you. Let me see. See, see this? See all that going? <laughs> That's another reason that people need to tune Don't in. Don't tune in live. Never no. mind. But listen, and he and Mike had the same theory. He, he said like the, the chest hair actually keeps your shirt off of your nipples when you're running, which prevents that pressing of the nipples and rubbing 
and chafing, right? It kind of makes sense. I thought that was why I never had a problem with it because I know some dudes that did and I really, I, I never did, but slowly through the years, it's gotten worse and worse for myself. And especially this summer, blame it on the humidity. I don't know, but it's like every time I go out for any extended period, hour plus, I got to be mindful that, boy, my, I'm going to start chafing or my nipples are going to start hurting. So I better put something on them. But what is it that has caused that to change now? And I'll tell you, don't, don't Google why do men's nipples hurt because like bad stuff comes up or why do they hurt as you get older? Like it, Ooh. it went down a, I went down a bad hole, but literally, <laughs> but it's really weird. I don't That's know what she said. So, so here's one theory and, and Mike doesn't know either, but, and, but he's, we're both kind of, I think we're close to the same age. Um, do, does my, is my chest hair getting weaker as I age? So you know how gray hair, you get gray hair. Does it, is it not as firm as it sticks up off of my beautiful chest? So mm -hmm. is it, um, what's the word? I'm, you know, just floppier. Hmm? Floppy chest hair. It might yeah. be floppy chest hair. Is it your beard hair? Is that getting in the way? No, definitely not that. It's just the shirt rubbing on the old nipple. And it, that was his, his, um, theory was that maybe he has longer, um, so softer chest hair, longer nipples chafing. I don't, that doesn't make sense. Softer wouldn't keep your shirt up off your chest as much causing that oh. shirt to chafe the tips of your nipples. Okay. You know what Got I mean? It. Yeah. If I had always chafed, I wouldn't, be, we wouldn't be having this conversation, but I, uh -huh. I feel, I swear it's something that as I run yeah. for longer in years, it's getting worse and it doesn't Does make any it, sense. Does it happen to the uh, bare-chested gentlemen? I don't know. I, w I, w I always thought that they're the ones that had to worry about it more. I mean, Kip Hoffman, he's totally bare-chested. He's beautifully bare-chested, but yeah. he always has Band-Aids on his nipples. He does. I mean, he might do it for aesthetic reasons. I'm not sure. But the pro what I'm getting at is, if anything, my nipples should be more tough now than they ever were as far as uh, calloused, right? I think I would think. But it's, it's Is that actually something that can callous? I think so. Somebody else had told me, well, if you, if they start bleeding and, you know, let them scab up and do it again. I don't know. Wow. This. So for, for your next week's homework, I need you to, oh. to figure this out for me. I'll show you my chest again next week if I need to. Oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired of putting band-aids and nippies on every time. It's not okay. It's not fair. It's. What I'm, do you mean? It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> It's not fair. Hold oh, on. It's okay. not fair compared to what? I, I'd like to retract that statement. Yeah, I think you would. You want to bleed once a month? You just want to like for days just oh, have man. blood shooting oh. out of you? How about that? Let's okay. trade those. Anyway, let's see. Um, Let me, I'm, I'm going to try to just put a Band-Aid on it and see if that works. <laughs> So anyway, that's what we can end the show on that. It's it's something to th for people to think about. I'd like to know if other guys have the same problem where the, they've been running for a long time. It has nothing to do with distance per se. It's it's like they're getting softer the longer I go or they're not as tough. I don't know. Maybe it's in my head. Maybe it is just the humidity and the type of weather and the type of shirt I'm wearing. I don't know. Maybe you're... Uh... Yeah, I, I got nothing. 
I've got I mean, no theories. This is something that I really don't, I don't think about a whole lot. And, and I don't think it's because I don't consider the, the differences of different things that we have to go through men and women, because well, there's another big difference that I do think about. And I have no clue how that works. And I've tried to figure it out. I don't know that I want to know, but I just like nipples getting chafed just seems, I hate to say this, but it just doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Well, I mean, Jessica Batdorf has a great point. I was just going to say it before she posted it. I I wonder if sports bras are your, are saving you females because there's not that sandpaper effect going on. If you have a good one, right. Am I right? So it's just carrying everything. Tight and nothing's rubbing. Where I, so I'm going to start yeah. wearing a sports bra. I, I you can try wearing a sports bra, and I think that would be a really good test to see if that works. And um, I, what I size am I, think, Grace? Am I like an A? Yeah, you're definitely a training bra. Okay, I don't. Know. I bet that's what it is. Nah, that could be, but I know there are some women who don't wear sports bras when they run. You don't think it's like. If you're running 100 miles and you get chafed at mile 20, there's no – you can't unchafe at that point. That That's huge. That's like one of those obstacles we were talking about. Like, you, Yeah, but you said that you can put Band-Aids on it and it's fine. So why don't you just continue to do that? Yeah, you're right. It's just every run it's getting to be like oh, I have to put something on there and that's just a Do hassle. we create a GoFundMe for nippies for you? I mean I wouldn't say no. <laughs> Support your support Eric's nippies. All right. I think we can probably end it with that, Grace. That, that was a good good way to end the show. I think I think we just gained a lot of viewers with that topic. I'm so glad you brought it up. Mm-hmm. All th- the all the all the bad water people are like, I'm never listening to that again. Yeah. They That's had how it. they talk. That's how yeah. they talk. Yeah, they had it rough, and we're talking about sore nipples. They were they were with us until that point, and then they were all all of them are like, yeah, this is definitely not a uh, professional podcast. <laughs> all right, well, I guess next week we'll go down the the side of the road of ass chafing, huh? We'll go. Yeah, let, we can talk about ass chafing. I've had that happen before. I have fun stories about that too. <laughs> oh, we will. I'm excited for next week. Then, all right. Sounds Next good. week, let's talk about ass chafing, and let's also um, we were going to talk about recovery because you've got a big race coming up. A lot of people have big races, and um, I don't know about you, but as a coach, uh, I think that recovery is something that is just as serious to plan for immediately after the run. So we are definitely going to talk about recovery and some other fun things. Yeah. Hey, can I plug something real quick? Plug it. Now I did plug wait for up. I did I even waited for the end of the show because it's not plug not, it. not a big deal. But plug it like a tampon. I just got an email from Threadless, which is oh my gosh, <laughs> which is the the website that Idiot Runner sells shirts through. And right mm-hmm. now, for two days only, select t-shirts are fifteen dollars. Um, I'm just wow. if you want one, it's a pretty good deal. Right. Select ones. I don't know they're all the good ones aren't 15, but it is pretty good deal for your regular t-shirt. So go to idiotrunner.com if you want a $15 t-shirt to support the brand and uh sure do. join the tribe. That's all. Sure do. All right. And and there's no there's no bad idiot runner t-shirt. All of them are good. So I'm pretty excited. I'm gonna go to the site and get some and um and then when you're done with that, sign up for a Slipside Slumber Party because it's going to be super fun. That's, That's all the that. plugging. Uh, we'll do that again, though. We got plenty of time to keep plugging that. 
All right, I suppose. All right. I'll miss you, Grace. It was great seeing you this weekend. Same. It was good to hang out. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Tell all your friends, as usual, let's get these live numbers up. Yeah, bring your friends doing a, a, another watch party like they did in uh, Johnstown. That was pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Later. Bye.